My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Most Christians don't realize that when they became believers, they in fact stepped onto a battlefield in their daily life. In this video with the Movement Church, we're going to be talking about how we can be equipped as Christians for this daily life, for this life on the battlefield um, in, our, in our faith in Jesus. So before we go into this, let's just pray that God would lead us uh, into deeper revelation and that He would just, uh, through the Spirit, equip us for our daily life. So Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, asking that you would just move mightily through your Spirit as we uncover your Word, Lord, that you would just uh, bring us wisdom and understanding to what your Word says and how we can be equipped for our daily life in, in our relationship and in our path of following you, God. So we pray that your will would be over our life and that, again, your revelation and wisdom would come over us in this message through your Spirit. Equip us, Lord. Help us learn to live the life that you uh, came and laid the foundation for. So we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, I'm ready to jump into this. I'm so excited. We're going to go to James chapter 4, and uh, we're going to start in verse 6. So it says, therefore, uh, therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So it says that we are to uh, submit our life, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Well, how do we resist the devil? Where, where in Scripture does it tell us exactly how to resist the devil? I believe that is in Ephesians 6, and you may have heard this this sec, this passion, this section of uh, verse verses uh, several times, but... Uh, we're going to uncover a little bit different perspective um, today. So we're going to go to Ephesians 6, and we're going to start in verse 10. And this is what it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. And now that's a great way to start out. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not in our own strength, not in our own workout session, but in the Lord. We have to understand that all the spiritual power that we're going to be able to, to walk in and, and, and survive through is going to be the power of God, the power of the Spirit of God working inside of us, working through us. That's what it always is. It's never of our own might. It is always of the might of Jesus. So it says to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Now, I always highlight this point in this section, in this this specific part of the scripture. It says the schemes of the devil. Now, the schemes, it's more than one. It's plural. So that tells me that there's going to be more than one attack from the devil. There's going to be more than one area of my life that he's going to try and attack me. Um, and so we, and he's going to have more than one method. So we need to keep our mindset on this fact that he is going to have many, many ways and many attempts to take us down in our life. And we have to remember this part that it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So when you're in your struggle in life, you, you are overbeared with temptation. The, 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 uh, the attacks are just extreme and extreme and extreme. We have to remember that we're not against man, but we are against the, the spiritual powers, these um, rulers, powers, demons, evil, wicked spirits, 
all these things, the devil himself, this is what our struggle is against. This is what it says. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our struggle is not against man. It is not against animal. It is not against anything, it, what, anything in the flesh or in the body. Our struggle is against the spiritual forces in the heavenly places. That is our enemy. That is where our enemy resides. If you have, if you have an attack from a physical person, it is being most likely um, influenced by a spiritual being. From the heavenly places. So this is what it says to do. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. The, this, these back up each other. These follow right along with each other from James 4 to Ephesians 6 to resist the evil day, to resist the evil one, and to be able to stand firm, having done everything to stand firm. So what? how do we put on the full armor of God? What? What does that mean? There's nothing physical that I can put on myself every morning, right? You know, like when we get up in the morning and we go to work, we put on our uniform, our uniform shirt, our uniform pants, whatever the other requirements are, and a name tag. But it's not like that with the armor of God. This is how we uh, put on the armor of God. First, let's highlight exactly what the armor of God is. This is what it says. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, putting on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace in addition to taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. So there's a lot of pieces of armor here that were just listed, and we're going to highlight each and every one of them. And we're going to talk about how we put these on and what significance they really are. So the breastplate of righteousness. Now, what I want to go ahead and mind you and, and, and let you know is that the breastplate in the, in the uh, Roman armor or really any armor, knight's armor, it is the armor that has the most surface area of them all. There's more surface area coverage of the body on the breastplate than there is of anything else. And so when it says the breastplate of righteousness, this is going to be one of the most noticeable pieces of armor. And so if righteousness is the largest piece of armor, that means that we are living a life that is on display of righteousness. Our life is displaying righteousness throughout uh, throughout all day, all night, all throughout the week. We live a life of righteousness. We we show it out. It's a lifestyle of, of uh, it's a lifestyle of Christianity, of the biblical Christianity, of living a life that represents Jesus. Now, mind you, also that the breastplate covers up very very important vital organs such as the heart and things of which things of those things. So, uh, the the breastplate of righteousness really is the outward appearance of Christ in you. Now, the feet or the shoes of the gospel of peace, as it says, uh, these are your, your, your path, your life as where it's going, right? You are walking in the obedience of Christ. You are walking in the command and in the calling that God has placed on your life. You are demonstrating it through the breastplate of righteousness. You are going out and obeying your calling, going out and, 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 and obeying the command with the shoes of the gospel of peace. And now it said that the sword of the Spirit 
is the Word of God. Now, also, the Roman swords in this time period were short. A double-edged sword cutting on both sides is what it says. And so with a short sword, that tells me that I have to be very close to my enemy or to what I'm trying to cut, I should say. So you're not going to use the sword of a spirit from a very far distance and be very effective. Where you're going to be effective with the sword of the spirit is in close encounters, close relationships. So in your life, that you're, you are using the sword of the spirit as your part of your armor, you are defending yourself in close relations. You are using it in an offensive way, but not in a feelings offensive, but in a um, introduction uh, offense way, I should say, that you are using it in close relation, that you're not trying to throw it really far away and hoping that you're going to hit your mark, that you're going to help somebody, that you're going to minister somebody from a distance, but you are knowing that the since the sword of the Spirit is very short, that it is meant for close encounters. Now, that brings us into the belt of truth. So, one thing that the belt of truth does is it surrounds your body, right? It surrounds your waist below, right, uh, right below the breastplate of righteousness, if not on the lower part of it. And what that means is that you have surrounded yourself with truth, the truth, not your truth or his truth or her truth or their truth or whatever it is, but the truth. And let me tell you why. What is also on the belt in the, in the, uh, in the armor? The sheath for the sword. So if you're not wearing the belt of truth correctly, if you do not have the correct truth, it cannot contain, it cannot carry the Word of God being the sword of the Spirit. It cannot contain or carry the Word correctly if the truth itself is not correct. You need the truth to carry the Word of God correctly. Now, the shield of faith. So your faith is going to be what protects you from most of the attacks of the enemy. Okay? That that your obedience and your faith is going to keep you in God's will and God's will cannot be destroyed by the enemy. Your faith cannot be destroyed by the enemy. Your own decisions of it can. Your faith, your own decisions can can die out your faith, but the devil himself cannot take your faith. The enemy himself cannot take your faith. So with your faith being your shield, you are able to deflect the attacks of the enemy and extinguish the flames of the arrow, as the word says, and you will be able to continue to walk in obedience with God. So that brings us to the helmet of salvation. This was one I struggled with for a while. The helmet of salvation, having this mindset, this I am saved mindset, this I have been redeemed mindset, these clean thoughts, these righteous mindsets, because uh, your mind is under attack. The enemy loves to attack the mind with self-doubt, with, with, uh, with unworthiness, with all these things doubting your salvation, whether you are really saved, you know, you're not worth it, the pr- depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all these things are attacking in the mind. So it's important that we take on the helmet of salvation, keeping that mindset that, yes, I am saved. Christ lives in me. Greater is he that lives in me than he who is in the world. I have the Christ mind. I have the mind of Christ because I have surrendered my fleshly mind, keeping our focus 
in our Christian life, taking on the helmet of salvation. So when we put on the armor of God, we put on the breastplate, walking a life of righteousness, demonstrating Christ inside of us, protecting our heart from the attacks of the enemy, wearing the feet or, or the shoes of the gospel of peace, having that that, that set on our feet that where we go, we are walking in the commands and in the obedience of Christ, fulfilling the calling that he has put on our life, walking in the anointing that he has placed on our life, taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, not trying to attack from far away, not trying to use it in a distance, but using it to, to, to encourage and embrace those close encounter relationships that we have with people, using the word of God to build up their spirit, build up their heart, encourage them, lead them to Christ, lead them to salvation, and then having the belt of truth, the truth surrounding ourselves with this, with what is right, what is true, with what the word of God says so that whenever we sheath it, when we carry the sword of the spirit, when we carry the word of God, it can be carried correctly. That way we, we don't corrupt it, but we have the truth and we have the word of God. We are able to use it correctly, using the shield of faith to deflect the arrows, to deflect the attacks of the enemy, being able to walk in our faith in front of us and, and letting people see that our faith is, is strong and is mighty in the Lord, believing that through obedience and God's will that we will be victorious and having the helmet of salvation, that no matter what mindset, no matter what attack of the enemy that comes to our thoughts, we can still continue to look straight ahead and say that I am saved, I am redeemed, I am righteous through him, I am saved through him. I have the mindset of Christ. I am anointed and I am appointed for the calling that has been placed on my life. We keep that focus. This is how you put on the armor of God. Every day, the Bible says, what does it say? With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and be on the alert with perseverance and petition for all the saints. Perseverance, keep pushing through and do not lift up anything less than a prayer to God. I never stop praying. Pray at all times to God with him through the spirit. Pray at all times. Have a life of prayer. If you're too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Prayer. Start your day with prayer. Your, your, your drive to work praying. Your day at work praying, right? I mean, be in prayer at all times. And, 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 have this life of the armor of God. This is how we conquer on the battlefield. Everybody says, what, what is it? The, the gates of hell will not prevail. The, the gates of hell won't stand a chance. And I've, I've said this over and over again, that the gates of hell are not an offensive weapon. They are not, you don't send gates into a battlefield. You put gates up to defend yourself. So if the gates of hell do not prevail, if that's what we're saying about Christianity, that means we must be storming the battlefield as Christians and, 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 and entering into the kingdom, entering into their land, our enemy's property, our enemy's territory and taking back which what belongs to the Lord in the first place, bringing the spirit of God to the lost. It's not about filling a church pew anymore. It's about getting out there, loving like Christ did in the streets, getting out there and loving like Christ did in your work, getting out there in your, in your, in your, uh, your friends circles where you go hang out with your friends and start embracing Christ, have this armor of God on display. Don't try and fish people into a building to bring them to Jesus. Start bringing Jesus to them. Have faith that God is going to back up his word. Do you not have faith in his word and what he says he will do? 
It says when you don't know when you don't know what you need to say, that he will remind you of all that he has said and that he will give you the words to say. The Spirit of God is willing to work through you, but you have to submit and you have to obey him. That's what the first thing it said. What was it? Submit to God, then resist the devil. Have you submitted to God? Have you submitted your faith to him? Walk out your faith. Submit to him. Walk out your faith. Put on this armor of God and enter into the battlefield the way that God wants you to.